Mike, there you go. I guess it works better when you turn it on. <laughs> so we're on our third part of our Christmas series, Christ Must Light. Um, I entitled it again, Christ Must Light, part three. Uh, I'm teaching from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. Let me read it real fast for you guys. And then verse 5, 6, and 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of His government and peace, there will be no end. So, as we wrap up this series, as uh, you guys are probably thinking, if you're not Filipino, you probably have your own tradition and when you guys wrap up your Christmas decorations, right? For Filipinos, it's before February 14th. Um, we want to keep it going as much as long as we can um, but tonight we have two two points first point is Jesus is light and the second is the perfect gift um, Isaiah 9 2 the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned I know we've discussed this many weeks already but hopefully one of these Sundays, even today, it will really be clear to you guys on what it means when we when you read darkness in the Bible and when you read the word world, it refers to, you know, two things about darkness. It refers to both evil and ignorance. And in the world, it means the, the forces of Satan and everyone else that is against God's will. That is the world. And that the world is in darkness. Right, this whole year, 2020. Right, we, we, we went from don't go to work to don't go to church. The church has been fighting for for Christians to come to church, to make church their priority. And then it just took a coronavirus to encourage the ones that really don't care about coming to church. My spirit's a little bit down, so please continue to pray for me. Um, I'd like to be cheerful, but I'm not. Um, there's, there's the shedding of light, right? Jesus as the light. Jesus as the light. He sheds light, right? There's, there's a term when you're in court, 
you know, I, I like the phrase because I used to like watching, I still do, um, court movies or shows, you know, when there's hearings and stuff. And when the lawyer or the attorney says, this, this evidence will shed light to the situation. Shed, shedding light means revealing, right? It's to reveal something that's wrong or it's to reveal something that is good. Jesus coming down on Christmas time which we know it's probably not December. But Jesus coming down on Christmas time tells us that there was a great that there is a great need for him then and now. So when we try and in the world up to now, ever since then, the world up to now tries to discount or to remove the importance of God in your lives and mine. So what are what is a Christian supposed to do? A Christian is supposed to do this. We're supposed to accept the truth. The truth that God is needed and that God is hated. No one else will embrace God except those who are His. You know, I found out that there's many ways to find out if a dollar bill is a counterfeit. And one way is an ultraviolet light. You know, if... If they, they have to shine the they have to put the bill uh, either above or underneath or beside the ultraviolet light and it will show the missing pieces which is hard to counterfeit which is the there's that that uh, thing that they put inside the bill it's the film and I used to take that out when I was in the Philippines I used to take that to the in the two peso bill I love taking it out and that's the one that you're trying to look for in the ultraviolet light. It's the same thing with Jesus. God, Jesus comes down to reveal what is wrong with the world. Jesus came down to be this living, to be the sacrifice, to live the life we were supposed to live and to die the death that we were supposed to die. That is just the truth. We just have to accept it that come 2021 with the vaccine or without the vaccine, Church, if you're a Christian, you will be told to stop your faith, to end it, to stop going to church, don't sing at church, don't attend church, don't do Bible studies, don't believe God because that's old school thinking and you're still stuck. Why do you believe in fairy tales? It's never good when, the, when things are being shed, when the light is being shed for the people that don't like to do the right thing we never want it to be revealed. We don't want the light to, sh to be shined or shone upon us. Especially if we're doing something wrong. We don't want to hear it. And that's what Jesus came to do. And that was His purpose. One of His purposes to come down in the world, to tell the world then and now that He is needed. That we cannot solve things on our own, especially when it comes to salvation. And that we cannot be good enough to go to heaven. And that we cannot even be good to each other. You know how, how I can say that? Because as a pastor, there are many people that say a lot of nice things to me from time to time. Sometimes every time. But then I'm finding out that the word is cheap. Words are cheap. They'll tell me they love me, but their actions tell me differently. 
I'm pretty sure if you've been in a relationship or if you are in a relationship, you find that out from time to time too. Either you're the one who gives cheap words. Oh, I love you. I got your back. But until they do something that you're not agree with, then you stab them on the back. But we don't, we don't like it. We don't like being told what we're supposed to do. Especially if we already know that God, God's will is against what we're doing. That's how I've probably lost many members already. Because here in this church, we try our best to tell you the truth of what is, what is in the Bible. We are not in the business to keep people in the chairs or to come to church. We are in the business to tell you the truth about Jesus, and it's up to you to obey it or not. Here's the verse that backs that up. John 3, 16 to 21. We all know John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17 reads, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the truth. That's the shedding of light. The world cannot save itself. And then verse 18 and 21 reads, He who believes in him, in him, in Jesus, is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. We don't want, when I say we, I'm including us Christians, even though we're not supposed to be part of that already, we don't like to be told that we are wrong, especially if we think we're right. <laughs> but the one ultraviolet light to prove on who's, to judge on who's right or, or wrong, it's either me or you, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. Now, if you're going to challenge me, you have to give me a little bit of time to at least say my piece. Don't just say your piece and then walk away. If you're really about trying to grow in your relationship and you think I have said something differently or I'm approaching something differently, you have to say your piece followed by scripture and then you have to wait for my turn to explain my piece followed by a scripture. It's not a one-way conversation. And it's the same with the Lord. See, the reason why, and this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Now, if you have been, this whole year, you have been sharing, or you, your whole Christian life, you've been sharing the gospel, or you've been trying to bring somebody to Christ, and yet it's been a hopeless act somehow, you have to know that they fall into this verse, at the moment at least, because they love their evil ways. They love to continue to live in their sin. And then, you know, they'll tell you, sometimes they'll dismiss me, oh, I love God, I know God. But, basically they're telling me, their next few lines is, they have their own version of a God. They don't like, you see, the God of the Bible, the real God, it's e he is either loved or hated. There's no in-between, guys. 
So you either love Jesus or you hate Jesus. Jesus said, if you're going to be lukewarm, he'll spit you out. He'd rather have you cold rather than lukewarm or he'll spit you out. So it's been a year, December 27. Now, this is our last Sunday, at least on the calendar. Because I know I'll meet you guys again next Sunday for those of you who will still come. But here's the other part of verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. Everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. You know, so there's the application of Jesus coming down on earth to shed the light in the dark world. This is the application. This is the meaning of it. The world will continue to hate the real God, not the God that they manufacture, because you've seen it, you've heard it. They have their own gods. They pick and choose on what they want in the Bible. They want a Bible that's similar to a genie. They want an ATM machine religion. They want comfort, blessings, and that's it. They don't want anything for you to tell them holiness. Because they'll tell you, holiness, that's too hard. If you tell them about grace and mercy, they'll tell you, that's too easy. If you tell them about God's sovereignty, they'll tell you this. There's no accountability. There's no reason. Every reason you give them, they have another reason to deny Him. Because the world will continue to hate God because God exposed their evil ways. God has exposed their sin. God has told, Jesus coming down on earth has told the world that you are not enough. You are not enough. You need me so that you will be right with me. Jesus being the light exposes their evil deeds. Now, can someone do something that seems to be good but have evil and bad intention? Right? Yes. We all know about it. There's been people that has given us gifts or said nice things to us, but they actually have a different intention. Whether it's for awaiting favor, right? A favor later. Or to, get, to gain your favor so that whatever they ask from you, you will always say yes. Now, the, there's, there's certain people that use this technique to get in bed with someone. They'll help them. They'll send their kids to school only for them to actually want to marry their children. Right? So, good things, good things that are done, good things that are said, are not necessarily good in itself. Because the intentions behind it can be evil. And that is what God is telling us. Even with our good works and our good words and our, and our good deeds, right behind it is evil. Without Jesus is evil. Am I losing you guys? Probably, huh? Everybody looks confused right now. <laughs> Isaiah 9, 6. For us, for to us a child is born, to us a sin is given. This is the perfect gift. How many of you got the perfect gift this Christmas? With a raise of hands. <laughs> perfect gift. I don't know if you guys got the perfect gift, but 
for, for you to get the perfect gift, that person that gave that gift must truly know you. You agree? They must truly know you. And at the other time, on the other side is they must really care about you. For them to spend the money and spend the time to look for that gift that you truly need according to their own assessment, right? They must really care about you. That's the proof of, of us having a perfect gift. That's the way to give a perfect gift. Now, for me, I have lost that art. I really don't have time anymore to think about what a person wants, truly really wants, because my mind is just cluttered with many things. But when I received a gift from my son, he gave me, as you know, I've been in pain with, with my feet for the past six weeks. He gave me this uh, uh, massage thing, water, where I could dip my fit, fit feet in so I could relax and hopefully the pain goes away. I really thought that was clever. I really thought, oh yeah, that's the perfect gift. And, and, and Alicia and Romel got me shoes, comfortable shoes, so that my feet, when I'm walking, will be comfortable. So I'm like, oh, that's the perfect gift. People actually really took time to figure out what I really need. I, I hope you guys got the same thing, you know? Um, but God knew what the perfect gift is for us. And that is Him and His Son. That is His Son, His begotten Son. That it's Himself. The perfect gift that God has given us is Himself. Because nothing in this world will amount to anything compared to the gift of Jesus. The evil of this world will depress you. Right? You hear stories about rape. You hear stories about injustice because the rich rich pe person was con well connected and the poor person didn't have didn't know anybody and instead of getting the right judgment on to this rich person he got away with the crime because he was well connected and he was rich the poor person did not get justice we hear that all the time and that will depress you if you are not connected with the lord that will bother you if you are not connected with the lord now, Jesus came that Christmas morning as proof of God's love to the world. Jesus came to be the perfect sacrifice as the propitiation, payment for our sins against Him. Now, Hark the Herald Angel Sing says that peace on earth, right, was given to us between what? Was it peace on earth for everybody? No, it's peace for us between us and God. It was peace between us and God. And for some of us, we have taken that for granted. But that is the perfect gift. To be righteous, to be in right standing with God, with all the sins that we have committed against Him and continue to commit against Him. God has paid for it all. That is the significance of Christmas. That is the reason why we're Christians. If you have accepted Christ, that is the reason why you're a Christian. Not because you're faithful in coming to church. Because coming to church and giving to the church, giving to the Lord, those are just fruits. Those are byproducts of what you have realized on how much God has loved you. And you can't wait to just praise and worship Him through your, your presence in your church, with your singing, with your prayers. Right? Those are all byproducts. But the perfect gift 
is Jesus himself. Now for us, the, the, for us to determine the perfect gift for a person, I said this earlier, right? Is that we have to be really intimate with them. We have to really get to know them. Now for the, for in reverse, God really knows us. But doesn't that call for us to know Him in return? If we enjoy Christmas for whatever it is, the songs, the memories, the traditions, the gifts, the eating. Right? Try to stay up. Try to stay awake, guys. <laughs> Where was I? No, for us to determine the perfect gift, we have to really know the person. And in return, God truly knows us, right? But in return, we should, don't we have to know who God is? That person that truly gave himself for us? Now, it's December 27. Christians, have you finished your Bible from cover to cover? God's word, his instructions for us? From cover to cover. Again, I'm going to challenge you guys. 2021 is coming. You can start with your Genesis, right? Don't use it as a sleeping pill, but use it as a learning tool to learn who is this God that loved me so much that he gave himself to die on the cross for me. That's your challenge. That's your challenge, folks. Those of you who are, who are members of this church, FICF, I will constantly... Constantly bug you about it. Now, if you feel bad about it, too bad. Too bad. I'm going to constantly do it until you hate me. Because again, what we, we said, Jesus, you either love Jesus or you hate Jesus. You need to read your Bible. I know some of you have finished multiple Netflix series, multiple movies in one week. I don't know if it's the same with your Bible. I really hope that you do. Take that challenge. Now, to receive the perfect gift is another thing, right? A gift, we've discussed this before, a gift cannot be yours even though your name's in there until you accept it, correct? Yeah, it's never yours until you accept it. And then you will never call it a perfect gift or you will never really like the gift if you do not admit that you need the gift, right? What if somebody gave you, for the Filipinos, what if somebody gave you a rice cooker? You're going to say, man, I don't need that. I have three. How do you have three? Why, why did he give me a rice cooker? Right? You're, even though you think you will need it in the future because you already have it, there's no need for it. The perfect gift is... It happens to be perfect when you admit that you need it. I know I've said it before. When How about when a wife gives the husband a... I have a note here. It says, share the Rexona gift, but do it dignified. 
in a dignified way. Okay, in the Philippines, we love to do exchange gifts in our school. And I was in fifth grade, and we had this girl. We had this girl, because we, we always wear uniforms there. It's a long sleeve, white long sleeve for the girls with the dress, the blue dress for them, right? No f long sleeves. And then this one girl, particular girl, she has body odor. Her, her her pits were always yellow and she would really reek of that smell and a friend of mine got her for the exchange gift and he thought it was a great idea to give her Rixona which is a deodorant in the Philippines it's a brand she opened the gift and she started crying so for me and my friends we started laughing at first and then we should start crying we start to feel bad and I'm glad it wasn't me for the, you know, for a change. But see, you don't really accept, you won't accept the perfect gift or you won't accept the gift until you think and admit that you need it. What if you got a book that says how to lose weight in 30 days? Are you going to be really happy? Although that person was really intimate with you, they know that you need to lose weight. Are you really going to say, oh, sweetheart, Thank you very much. There's humility. It hurts sometimes to accept the perfect gift. Right? Medicine to not snore. Ways to not snore. What if that what was that your gift? 15 ways to have a six pack. Three ways, three hack ways to lose the smell of your feet. What if you get those gifts, those, those, those bogus but real gifts? Until there's admittance that I actually need this, you won't accept it, even if it has your name all over it. Right? Even if it has your name all over it, if you are not humble enough, if you're not humble enough to say, I need this, thank you, because you truly know me, you have given me the perfect gift. Now that is Jesus for us. God truly knows all of us down to the core. And He is the one that constantly wants to give us the perfect gift. And that perfect gift, again, ladies and gentlemen, is Him Himself. It's Himself. So before you start crying to God again that you don't have the right spouse, that you don't have the big house, that you don't have the right career, that your children are not the way they're supposed to be, just know that if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have everything you need. You have everything and above what you need. Because the perfect gift, it says in Ephesians 2.8.9, for it is by grace you've been saved. Through faith, and it's not for yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. The year is almost done. And if you're two memorized verses, Ephesians 2 8 9 and John 3 16, we have a lot of work to do. Because it, as much as this is good, as much as we will continue to repeat and continue to enjoy grace and continue to, to recite Ephesians 2 8 9, there is more to God than just. This, 
There is a need for us to live a holy life, folks. I know we are saved by grace. But we need to live our lives according to God's holiness in order for us not to shame His name. In order for, for our lives to be the light, salt and light to the world that the people that God brings across us, we can bring them to Jesus. We're not going to be a stumbling block, but we're going to be a stepping stone to Jesus. It's almost 2021. How many people have you shared the gospel to? In this church, we say to know Christ, to become like Him, to make Him known. To know Christ, to become like Him, to make Him known. Some of us, some of, some of us, we just want this church to be about family day, about camping, about Christmas, about anniversary, about potless. I mean, it's, it's more than that, isn't it? I mean, I enjoy all of that. I do. I, I do. I enjoy you guys' company. But if we don't get out from that... This church will die. If we will remain in our cliques here, oh, the YA here, the youth here, the women's here, the men's here, the Filipinos here, the white guys here, you know, it's sad. Because every pot bless, as I walk around the room, I have to go to the, the tables that most of the Filipinos are not sitting with. It's usually... There's a segregation in this church when it comes to pot bless. The white people stay with the white people. And the Filipinos stay with the Filipinos. I don't know why Pastor Julius kept saying it before. Get out of your, of your circles. Mingle with the other folks. Well, what do you guys love to do? I mean, you guys are always together anyway. When in here, even in the pot bless, you guys don't even break out. God already brings us the guests, but yet you guys still... Remain in your own circles. It's 2021. I'm getting more pimples and more gray hair. I'm getting pain everywhere. Folks, we all need to grow together. We need to grow together. As much as we're enjoying the grace of God, His gift of grace, we need to accept the fact that we also need to share. We also need to live a holy life. Now you will only gladly and wholeheartedly receive this gift of grace if you have accepted the fact that you are not a perfect person. Now for the religious and self-righteous people, when you hear about this, you say that that's too easy. That's too easy. I don't need it. I'm a good person. I'm faithful in coming to church. I help my relatives in the Philippines. I send this amount of boxes there. I, I send people to college there. I can make it to heaven without the grace of God. Don't tell me about God's grace because I am good. Now for the person who is an atheist and a humanist, they'll say, Jesus didn't need to do that sacrifice. I mean, that's ridiculous. If there's really a God, why is coronavirus happening? Why is rape happening? Why is trouble here on, on, in the world if there, is really, if there really is a God? They're trying to discount the fact that there is a God by, by what they just said, by their accusations that the life here on, in the world is not perfect according to their eyes. But yet, 
Jesus knew, God knew that this world is in darkness. This world is evil. That's why He came. He took all the evil that this world can do. Jesus did not just came here and, and didn't feel every pain, every whip, all those nails going through His hands and feet. He felt every single pain of that. He was betrayed by close friends, people that He, he took care of for three years. He was abandoned at His greatest time of need. He, was, he, he, he experienced an injustice a uh, court hearing, a mockery of a hearing, and then he died the worst death of all, crucifixion, up to now. That's the worst way to die. I'm pretty sure some people can think of ways on how you could, they, they could kill someone or torture someone, but the excruciating word came from the word cross, death on the cross. If you truly understand that there was a great need for grace to come down that there's a great need because this world is evil and that you know that it's because of god's love that's why he came down and because of him coming down that shed light to this dark world if you understand all of that and we've been trying to make you understand for the past three weeks four weeks you will see christmas differently and as you see Christmas differently, as you put away your Christmas decorations, as you enjoy your, your Christmas gifts, as you either throw away those Christmas cards or stow them away, you will see Christmas differently. And then hopefully as you see Christmas differently, you will see your life as a Christian differently. As 2021 approaches, and it's approaching fast, right? It's approaching fast. I hope, my hope and my prayer as, as, as your friend and as your pastor in this church, if, if you see me, if you don't see me as your pastor, at least see me as your friend. My hope is and my prayer is that you will take Jesus in a different light and that you will allow Jesus to light, shed the light upon your life. What is wrong with me, Lord? Why am I not growing more intimate with you, Lord? And let Him shine that light on you. And He will reveal it to you. And let, let me warn you, there's going to be a lot of things that you probably don't like. But once you start feeling the things that you don't like, once you start hearing it from God, the healing process has begun. A lot about me, I don't like anymore. From time to time, it's being pushed out. It's being awakened. By certain people or certain situations. And that's God's way of revealing and shedding the light in me. That those things are still in my heart. Whether it's rage. Whether it's, it's anger and rage the same, right? <laughs> Pride. Lack of humility, right? When you're insulted, you want to fight for yourself. And you, you know, it, it, that's God's way of revealing it to you. But here, as, as, uh, as, uh, if the deacons can be ready, please. This is the last verse here. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. 
cleanses us from all sin. If there was no need for Jesus to come down, he would have not done it. God is wise, wiser than you think. If there was a way for us to go to heaven and be right with him, other than him dying on the cross, the cross would have not happened. The birth would have not happened. If there is a way, another way. Remember, Jesus prayed that, Lord, if there is any other way, take this cup away from me. Yet not my will, Lord, but let your will be done. Folks, if, I think it's about time, especially if you've, been, if you've been a Christian for quite some time, I think it's about time that you say that prayer too. Go ahead and be honest with the Lord. Go ahead and tell Him, Lord, I really can't do this. I really can't do that. I really don't want to do this. I really don't want to do that. But let not my will be done. Let your will. Did you know that during Job's, right, the, the horrendous things that Job went through, the big trials that he went through, did you know that the, the end, for most of you, you do, the end of that chapter, the, the book, God did not even tell him why he went through what he went through. God did not owe him an explanation. But for most of us, we want God to explain to us, why am I going through this, Lord? Why are you letting me go through this, Lord? After everything I've done for you, why are you letting this? Explain it to me, Lord. I'm going to read my Bible and I want you to answer me. God will always answer us. But with that kind of attitude, God will always respond the way he responded to Job. I am God. You are a man. Whatever I do stands. If you know that I am good, then what is happening to you is good. Romans 8.28 and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, those who are called according to His purpose. Right? If we doubt His love, we look at the cross. If things aren't going well, we have to we, we question His goodness, we question His, but then we forget. We forget about the many things. This 2020 has been a disaster, to say the least. Right? It's been a disaster. But for me, I praise God for a few things. And these few things have made my year. I praise God for this. That this church, that this church that He has placed me to be a part of, was very, is very hungry for the Word. Not all, but most of you guys are very hungry for the world that we couldn't wait to get back together in person. I praise God that the, the internet was placed in before we got shut down. Before the shutdown happened, people were working to get the stream going, even before we thought we needed it. Praise God that we expanded the walls so that we can have more chairs to come in, not knowing that we will be taking chairs away so that we will have six feet distancing. I praise God for certain things. I praise God for certain people that have stepped up that have stepped up because there's a great need for them. I praise God for that. You know, Christ Must Light has been the title of my Christmas series this year because it must be Jesus Christ to shed light 
to our lives. He has to be Him. And then Christ must light in our lives so that other people will see who is this God that you're serving? That despite this coronavirus, you're still happy. Why are you not worried? Why are you not a wreck like me? And hopefully you could say, because I have Jesus in me. Christ must shed light to our lives. And as He sheds the light to us, it will reveal many flaws. And those flaws we still need to surrender over to Him. Christ, Christ's light reveals not just the flaws, but the fakes. Right? How to determine fake money. Jesus was never welcomed by the world and will never be welcomed by the world, folks. So what do I mean by that? Christians, stop being, stop trying to be liked by the world. Stop. It will not happen. Only if you compromise your faith with Jesus is when the world will start liking you. You can put, do a test here. No, no, never mind. Don't do a test. Just think about this. Put a Bible verse on your social media and see how many likes you get. And then compare it to uh, uh, half skinny, half nude pictures that people put up and how many likes they get. Right? You don't need to be a smart person these days to get likes. You just need to be naked. Seriously. Right? So, you put a Bible verse, you get ignored. You put a, a, a nude pic, you get a lot of likes. So that's just like us. Us Christians. The old, if you've been working this whole your whole Christian life to be liked by the world, and little did you know, you're trying, little by little, you're taking your clothes off so that the world will like you. Instead of, instead of, instead of standing for God, and having the world, the world recognize that this man, this woman, belongs to Jesus. Now, I might not like him, but I like his conviction. And little did, slowly but surely, those who are called for his, for, for his, uh, to be saved by him, they will be saved. Maybe because of your conviction, because of your stand. You know, you can talk all, all day long. I have two minutes left. You can talk all day long about grace and mercy, and a lot, a lot of people won't care about it. But you talk about football, you talk about making money, get rich schemes, you'll get a lot of audience. And you'll have them listening to you. Talk about investments. But talk about the perfect gift of Jesus is never an open conversation. But because the truth is this, that Jesus was hated by the world. Jesus said this, if the world hates me, they will hate you. So Christians, stop. Stop trying to be like the world. To the young people, it's more prevalent to you guys. But at the same time for us, older people too. Don't, don't be arrogant and think it's just for the old people. No, you do the same thing. We have the tendency to all fall. The only way that we can all truly accept 
and enjoy the perfect gift of Jesus Christ himself is when we finally see that our ultimate love and ultimate need and want is Jesus Christ himself. Now, is he your ultimate everything? Now, you have a whole life to answer that. You have your whole life to answer that. And God is persistent, folks. He will continue to pursue you. Remember Jonah? Now, the, now if you're around me, if we're close, I really hope you don't become a Jonah. Because I'll be affected too. Remember those people in the boat? They too went through the storm because Jonah wanted to run away from God's perfect will for him. So if you don't want to be in God's perfect will, <laughs> go in your own boat. <laughs> don't ride my boat. <laughs> now, folks, in all seriousness, as we end, I hope you really had a Merry Christmas. I know not all of us had a Merry Christmas because we, you know, we've lost a loved one and we have trials with our health and finances. But if we have to focus on what the real meaning of Christmas is and you have accepted Jesus, you should have a Merry Christmas. You should always have a Merry Christmas despite the many or the lack of gifts. You should have a Merry Christmas. And as we move forward to the next year, I hope that as you enjoy the gift of Jesus himself, you should work on reading your Bible and stop watching. If you have to cut your Netflix watch uh, binging, do it. It will not kill you. Try it. Read your word. Join a Bible study. Improve your prayer, prayer life. Do it more than two minutes. Try it. Start with two minutes and 30 seconds. Add 30 seconds. Add me in your prayer as I add you in my prayer. And then share the word of God. Share Jesus. Share his grace. Share his love. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Dear Lord, how can we ever express our gratitude to you? Because our words are limited. It can never be enough, Lord God, to truly express our gratitude to you on what you have done and continue to do for us. Father, we know that words are limited and words are cheap. We ask now, Lord God, for wisdom that we are able to apply and live out what, we, what you have revealed to us tonight or this whole year of 2020. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we have failed you, the many times and the constant times that we have strayed away from your truth. Help us now, Lord God, to live for you and to glorify you with our lives, not just with our words. Bless everyone that is here this evening, Lord God. Please heal those who are sick. Please bring back those who have stumbled and continue to run away from you instead of running towards you. Father, I pray for those of uh, those people of yours, your people in this church that have made the sacrifice constantly despite the danger that the world constantly tells them that they could catch coronavirus at church. I pray, Father God, that you bless them, protect them, keep them healthy, and give them the desires of their hearts, Lord God. Father, we thank you for everything that you have done for us. 
All of this we ask in your son's sweet and mighty name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.